we'll do it again. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. You believe the Lord loves you this morning? I love the last phrase, the last sentence there. In that course, it talks about, oh, how he loves us. And then it says, oh, how he loves. And boy, that is beyond total description of trying to describe how much the Lord loves and how much he loves and who he loves. And it's just incredible, the far reaching of the love of God. The love of our Lord Jesus Christ is far reaching beyond our imagination. How, how many here believe this morning that the Lord reached real far to reach you? That he, he reached out to you. Are you still experiencing his reaching? There are times that I, I still experience his reaching out to me. Reaching out to me. Reaching out to me. I think sometimes he, he reaches out to me and I don't even notice it, don't even recognize it, and suddenly I'm surprised when I see his hand and he starts working. He's reaching out to me. You're that important to him. You're that valuable to him. Praise the Lord. God bless you, worship team. Thank you so much for sharing and, and all of us joining in together. I like what Leah said about everyone out here, the worship team out here. When, when it's time to worship, all of us are involved in worship throughout the house and in the sanctuary. And so we all should worship him. God forbid this ever becomes a stage performance. As a matter of fact, we're just not good enough to be a stage performance, okay? But all we can do is give sincere worship. And that's what God is pleased with is sincere worship. I don't know why he values mine. But he does. I don't know why he values my worship, but he does. And he values your worship. And it's just because, listen, all I can say, it's just his love. It's just his love that makes our worship valuable. Why else would it be? I mean, because we have something we didn't earn. We, we have something that's an unspeakable, indescribable gift that... That we didn't, we didn't really even go shopping for it. It was just offered to us. Listen, when we make it into heaven, it's all going to be about Jesus. It's not going to be about us. We just happen to be recipients of God's blessings. But it's got to be his love. That he loves us so much that he desires our worship to him. So I want to encourage you, whenever you're in the house of the Lord, whenever you're in sanctuary, and worship time is going on just to worship him because his love deserves it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship is different from thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is remembering a list of things that God has done. But worship is acknowledgement and adoration of God, who he is, what he means to us. That's worship. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You could go ahead and put up the sermon tile if you would. This morning I want to share with you a simple message of just simply, I titled it, Your Valentine. Your Valentine. 
Will you pray with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, that your word come alive and becomes powerful to each and every one of us in this room. We thank you, Lord, that your word is anointed. And I ask you, God, that you'll anoint me as I attempt to try and share it. And Lord, that you anoint all of us in this room that we attempt to listen and take heed to what your word says. Just have your way this morning, God. You have been blessing and moving in such a glorious way this morning. And we acknowledge you and thank you, God, for who you are and what you mean to us. In Jesus' name, and everybody agree with me, say amen. Your Valentine. I'd like to read some verses of scripture found in John chapter 15, verse 9 through 16. Jesus is saying this. He's saying it to his disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy might remain in you. And that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. What a powerful commandment there. You want to have a true measurement of your spirituality, then measure it to what Jesus just said there and says, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's a power. If we measure up to that, then we're a powerful spiritual Christian. It's a goal for us, isn't it? That you love one another. That love has no one. Let's back it up here. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no one let me go I'm trying to read the screen but we're gonna go on here I think we've got a computer computer issues here so I've got it in front of me that's why I've got it in front of me this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends you are my friends if you do whatever I command you no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. I'd like to just talk about your valentine. I wonder if there's anyone here in the house that saved your valentines. And I hope everybody gets a valentine or has received one in your life. If not, let me know after the service and I will give you a valentine. Actually, you're going to get some on the way out. And actually, we... We, as they came in, we, we gave Valentine's to you. So you're loved. And it, was, it, was it chocolate? Well, good, because we were trying to pump you up, okay? Give you a little sugar rush. You go in here in the worship service. That's why the worship service just really was going. 
and and you know it's really funny too when we have donuts and we give out donuts we've done that before donuts for dads man the worship just seems to go real good on Sunday morning because all those donuts and excitement but how many here by raising your hand say pastor I saved my valentines or I've saved them how many are saved wow that's wonderful that's great that's great I've seen men and women raise their hands that's that's awesome that's that's commendable and you know I've got a couple in my office that are from my grandsons that have given me they're superheroes that's why I want to hang on to them I mean the Valentine's are but the fact is is that Valentine's they're special you hold on to them some people hold on to them and many of us don't hold on to them and that's okay I'm not going to preach against you this morning and and everything but but they're enduring they're they're special and and Valentine's are cards or or gifts given as an expression of love on Valentine's Day the official definition and I like giving the official definition that Mr. Webster says it says a Valentine is a written or other artistic work message token etc expressing affection for something or someone that's a Valentine do you know where Valentine's came from in the history of Valentine's Day it really wasn't created by the card cartel of the card makers and the card manufacturers but actually Valentine's Day originated over two it was about 200 years after the life of Jesus and there was a priest in Rome his name was Valentine and what happened the Emperor Claudius was actually his nickname was Claudius the Cruel he wanted to raise a massive army in order to raise a massive army he believed in one thing that a true soldier volunteers and that he didn't want soldiers in his army that would be drafted and made to go so he had this idea he felt like because he wanted to build this massive army that men will not volunteer and and be fighters in his army if they're married and so therefore he banned marriage that no marriage could be performed at that time well Valentine was a priest that believed in marriage and believed in love and so he b continued on he thought it was foolish and he continued on to marry couples as they came to him to be married he would do the ceremony very quietly in case he were to hear footsteps of soldiers coming and he married several couples till finally one evening he was marrying a couple and he heard footsteps that couple escaped but Valentine was arrested and he was thrown into prison well while he was in prison couples gathered out and they passed by his outside window of his cell and they would throw in flowers and notes to him there was one young woman in particular that did that that believed in love and she happened to be the daughter of the guard and so the father allowed her to go in and talk with him at times and she would go and visit Valentine and they would sit in the cell and he would begin to tell her about God and the love of God and about love well at the very end of, the, of his day of execution which was February 14th 
that they took him to execute him and there he left a note there in his cell thanking the girl for coming to see him giving him support and encouragement and he signed it love your valentine and that's where valentines came from valentines are handed out because of the love and appreciation so valentines are very important they're an expression of love and appreciation to someone no matter how forces of the world may fight against the force of love and when I say love I say what the Bible declares and how God describes himself he says the word of God says God is love now that's very important that we stated that away because the world views it another way the world views love is God but when man views love as God what happens is that everything we get our hands on we pollute it and pervert it and it becomes ungodly and twisted where that love is no longer love but it's lust and it becomes in a, a place that, and it goes to places that it should not go and that's why love is not God but God is the barometer and the standard of love because he is love I don't know about you but in my relationship with my wife over several years that Jesus Christ has helped me to discover true love with my mate he God since he is love he's allowed me he has enhanced my understanding of love because he is love and when a relationship is founded upon the Lord and founded upon God and the word of God then God will make it flourish and he will bless it because God is love There seems to be a wave of separatism and fighting going on in our nation. I am concerned about America and American politics, but I'm mostly concentrated on the kingdom of heaven and on God. And God is love. Let love be the basis and foundation of everything you do. Don't do anything if love is not accepted in it. Some of you may be dealing with a difficult breakdown in your relationship with your mate. Do you know what the answer is? The answer to that breakdown that will bring healing is God. Because God is love. And he will, if you'll turn to him, he'll show you ways to go in and maybe even allow you to see yourself if you're part of the problem. You know, how many here would raise your hand and say, you know, sometimes the problems in my life isn't about somebody else, it's about me. So I just want you to know, God will show you, he will allow you to cultivate the love that should be in your relationship, in your marriage and in your home and with your children, God will make you love in a way that you've never, ever loved before. He will. <clears throat> so Valentine's are notes, cards sent with words on them. The Lord Jesus Christ, he sent love notes to us, Valentine's to us. Maybe you recognize some of these words in these Valentine's. 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always. Love your Valentine. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words to you will not pass away. Love your Valentine. Behold what manner of love I bestowed upon you. Love your Valentine. Come unto me, you that labor and are weary, and I will give you rest. Your Valentine. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open for you. Love your Valentine. Throw all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Love your Valentine. Listen, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you will be there too. Love your Valentine. Behold, I come quickly. Love your Valentine. I love you with an everlasting love. Your Valentine. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Love your Valentine. I shall provide all your needs according to my riches in heaven. Love your Valentine. If you draw close to me, I will draw close to you. Love your Valentine. And there's more, and there's, I could spend hours on just giving you reminders of the words that have been sent to you and I, of his love that he has for us. No man, no woman, no person in this room should feel like they are alone because you have a Valentine that loves you with an everlasting love. He won't forsake you. He won't let you down. He won't ignore you. He will uphold you and keep you, support you, provide for you. He loves you like no one else could ever love you. You are not alone. The devil is a liar. Your Valentine said that. The devil's a liar. God won't lie. He won't lie. In Romans 5 and 8, Paul writes and he says, but God demonstrates his love, his like I like this version, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Can anybody say amen to that? Did that involve you? I mean, does that verse involve you and I? How many here are born again? Raise your hand. You're born again. Some of you haven't raised your hand. I don't know if you're asleep or if you're in sin, but we can take care of both of those things today. Hallelujah. But that verse applies to all of us. That while you were still doing stuff you had no business doing, Jesus died for you. There should be some folks in this room shouting right now because they can say, I'm not supposed to be here today, but I'm here today. I'm sure today that there is somebody in this place who can testify when they look over their life and think things over that they can truly say that they've been blessed and that they got a testimony. 
because while you were yet in sin, Christ died for you. He provided a way when you didn't have a way, didn't you? when you didn't know where you were going. Jesus' love became the GPS that led you straight to the place of redemption and forgiveness. If God hadn't shown me where it was, where I needed to go, I would have never gotten there. But the Lord shone light in darkness, and that light is the love of Jesus Christ and show me a way and you a way so that you could be redeemed this morning. Somebody ought to be really in love with Jesus this morning because look at where you were and look at where you are. Look what God has done and how he's working in your life. Hallelujah. Give him a clap offering a break. Go on and glorify him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? We don't get fixed up to come to Jesus. We come to Jesus to get fixed up. That's the love of God. That's the love of Jesus Christ. We can't buy God's love. We can't even earn God's love. And we can't be prepared for God's love. And we can't even get ready for God's love. Why? Because God's love is so out there and outrageous and ridiculous as we say that he is in love with me. Before I ever knew him, he loved me. When I cursed his name and cussed his name and ran away from him and stayed in sin and ignored him, he loved me just the same. While I was messed up, he was planning on to fix me up and to do something great in my life. While others might have thought that they ought to give up on you, Jesus didn't give up on you. Amen. When others were going to write you off, Jesus was signing you up for an opportunity of redemption and a new life in him. Is there anybody that's spirit filled in this house? Is there anybody blood washed because of the love of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Song of Solomon 6 and 3. I don't think it's on your list, but it's just a portion of verse. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am my beloved's. Oh, nobody owns me except my Jesus. He paid for me, bought for me, sacrificed for me. Ain't nobody loved me like my Jesus can. I am my beloved's. Oh, that's why we hold on. That's why we keep living righteously. That's why we keep believing and we keep singing. We keep coming to church. We keep testifying. We keep going through this life serving him because, hallelujah, we realize that when something else had us and someone else owned us, we were in bondage and we were enslaved and we were in darkness and we were heading toward a road of, uh, of destruction when the devil owned us with the grips of sin. But when Jesus came and he bought me with a great and precious price, uh, I am my beloved's and he is mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll never get victory in your life till you realize God owns you. You're a part of his priority. You are the greatest priority he has. 
You're more important than the pearly gates and the great throne and the millions, gazillions of angels that fly around. No, no, you are more important than that because you, he has bought you with a price. You, he has loved you. He left all of that to come down here to us so that he might redeem us because he, I'm my beloved's and he is mine. Oh, 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 come on, somebody raise their hand up here. Hallelujah. How many here know that Jesus loves you? How many here knows that God loves you with a great love? The devil's defeated the moment you and I walk in the revelation and understanding that God is for us, he's not against us, and that he loves us with an everlasting love. can make it on that I'm my beloved's and he is mine Jesus is mine oh world that wants a denial liberal politicians want a mocking superstars and celebrities want to ignore him but I'm telling you I'm, he is my beloved. I am his, and he is mine. I am his, and he is mine. See, this is what happens when the enemy comes against you and tries to tempt you or tear you down and accuse you of something that you've done wrong in the past, but you just tell him, say, listen, I'm my beloved's, and he is mine. By the way, do you know who is the lover of my soul? His name is Jesus. Do you know the light of my heart? His name is Jesus. Do you know the one that will never leave me nor forsake me? His name is Jesus. Relationship I have with him is everlasting because he is everlasting. I'm good because he's good. I'm righteous because he's righteous. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm my beloved's and my beloved is mine. The church of Ephesus was a great church. In Acts chapter 19, it shows the great works and miracles of God and even so much great revival that in Ephesus, they, the merchants, the silversmiths made money making idols that came in little boxes and as the tourists would come in, they would sell these, these uh, uh, idols that were idols to Diana or to the fertility god. And, and they made a lot of money off of it. But when the love of God came in to the people of Ephesus while the gospel was being preached by the apostle Paul, the church multiplied in great number. They heard the word of God and they multiplied and they grew so much that they started taking the false books of witchcraft and started taking those idols and boxes and they burned them up voluntarily. You know, they burned them up. Listen, I believe it's something that brewed and something happened in a powerful way. I don't believe CNN got a hold of it or Fox Network got a hold of it and they publicized it and then a big crowd gathered. No, they just started saying, I've, enough is enough. I found the love of God. I've never experienced the, the truth before. And they started burning them up. And in the process, 
there was a riot that started in the city with the silversmiths and they it got so big they went into the amphitheater they went into the Colosseum to argue about it Apostle Paul thought thank you Lord you set me up for a great audience to preach to but they urged him to not go in to stay out and other church leaders went in and talked with the people it was Ephesus was on fire they were on fire they were on fire because they found the love of God they found the love and the power of God in their life. Well, and they fell in love with Jesus. They fell in love with him. 30 years later, we find ourselves as John the Apostle, or what many would call John the Revelator. He began to write down as the Lord began to tell him, the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor and Ephesus was the first church he wrote to. In Revelation, here Jesus is telling John to write these words and these are the words of the Lord. He said in the letter to them, I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are evil. I'm not going to go there. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and you have found them liars, and you have persevered and have patience, and you have labored for my name's sake, and I have not become, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I'll come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Jesus was saying, listen, I know you get riled up when the world's doing things they shouldn't do. I know that you're, you do things and push against the works of darkness and you say things. He said, but I have something against you. You have left your first love. You have left him because you've allowed churchianity to be a part of your life. Now, now, hear me now. I'm no longer saying people churchianity because they go to church so much that suddenly they're religious. The problem with the church today is people don't, they go to church very little. Oh, somebody shout amen or oh me or whatever, but it's the truth. Poor pastor has trouble trying to preach a series and he plans for three to four weeks and realizes maybe the folks may hear one of them in the process of it out of the series. So where's the series? Well, I'm not going to go on that path, okay? I'm not going to go down there. But I'm saying what it is, I'm not talking about churchianity. You're doing works and you're doing stuff. But what it is, why are you doing it? What's the reason? What's the use if you don't have the love of Christ that you love him so much? Do you know why religious people get cranky? It's not because religious people got too much of God. They don't have enough of him. They don't, they don't love him enough. Yeah. They may win their merit badges and win recognition and be here for a hundred years in a church. But the fact is, is what's the use if you don't love him? 
But when you love Jesus and you love his church, then you become a working, talking, functioning, powerful body of God. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, those of us go to church, we need to go to church. But my greatest question to you, have you lost your first love? What's going on? What's going on? Let's take church out of the equation. What's mostly important is how is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Is it really powerful and fervent and in love with him so much that you declare that I am my beloved and my beloved is mine? That is the love of God. And, and if you're getting bothered, just remember your valentines that you received from the word of God, okay? God loves you and he cares for you. He's not against you. But we need to ask the question, have I lost, have I left my first love? Have I left my first love? Now granted, you can never go back. I've heard people say, if I could just serve God like I did when I first got saved, well, you can't go back. But boy, can you have a second honeymoon. Boy, can you have a third honeymoon and a fourth honeymoon. and a, You can even have a hundredth honeymoon if you know what I'm talking about. But you can keep going back to him and say, yeah, I'm sorry that I ignored you. I'm sorry that I let the things of this world get on my mind and in my side. I'm sorry that I got distracted, God. Jesus, I want you, and I want to fall in love with you once again with a greater passion than what I've ever had before. <laughs> oh, my. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. You know, this is what's so great about getting back in with Jesus. You'll never suffer rejection. He'll never turn away from you. And he won't remind you of what you've done wrong. He'll just show you what's in store for you right now and for the future. That's the love of Jesus. That's the love of God. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hallelujah. Peter experienced the love of Christ. When they came back after realized Jesus was alive and Jesus was on the shore and they cast their nets and, and they got a bunch of fish and Peter jumped into the water to the shore and said, it's, it's Jesus. And he didn't put a cloak on. He just jumped in and dived in. Yeah, yeah. Might as well anyway. He's naked before God anyway. So he dives in and he goes to Jesus and he found that when Jesus began to talk to him, he didn't tell him, Peter, you messed up. Peter, you did this. Why did you do this, Peter? All this. He just said, Peter... Do you love these things more than me? No, Lord, no, Lord. You know that I like you. And Jesus asked him three times till finally he got to agape love. And he said, Lord, I love you more than anything. This is the love of God. You, you may be going through some stuff that you're having a hard time handling. Well, you can handle it through the love of Jesus. You can handle anything through the love of God. How many here have suffered in the past in your life? You've suffered loss and pain. How many here today, you've suffered even abuse in your life? But somehow or another, the love of Jesus has helped you to go through it and to pass through and to move on because of the love of Jesus. And the love of Jesus will help you to move on. Why? Because it's not the love 
the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. I used to think I had to get that perfect love. Gotta get that perfect love. Gotta, gotta do, gotta, 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 oh man, I messed up there. I'll never love, I'll never love like I should. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no, 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 you know, I, I can't get that love. I used to think it was something I had to achieve, I had to earn, I had to go through this regimen to finally get the perfect love. You'll never have perfect love because you're not perfect. You're forgiven, you're righteous, but per perfect is maturity. Perfect love casts out all fear. Do you know what that is? That's daddy walking down the streets of a downtown city in the nighttime, walking and stepping into an alley with his five-year-old, and the five-year-old holding his hand. And what's the five-year-old doing? Well, the five-year-old, daddy's looking around, and he's being cautious. He's concerned. He's watching out. But the five-year-old, why? He won't even stand still. He's, he's doing all the willies and the wool and dancing around, skipping and carrying on all of a sudden. You know why? Because he knew his daddy, his father's there, and his father loves him, and perfect love cast out all fear. That's the love of God. You have nothing to be afraid of because I'm my beloved's and he is mine I'm, I'm so glad that it didn't start out he is my beloved and I'm his no 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 it started off with him I'm my beloved's him and he is mine that's the answer my friend oh God Oh, Lord, let us walk. Let us skip in that relationship. Let's go down the dark alleys of life knowing I got that love. I got no fear. I have his love, and I got no fear. How else do you think the apostles laid down their heads on chopping blocks and crucified and Kill with a spear, cast off of a tower. How else you think they could endure that and face that and go through that? And even other Christian martyrs, even martyrs of today, in foreign lands, we still have martyrs that are dying. It's because they know they got the love of God. God's love has got them covered. My goodness, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your presence in this house this morning. We thank you. I'm so glad you told us. I love you with an everlasting love. You're Valentine. Oh, Lord, thank you for sending message to us, loving us. And, Lord, we want to send message back to you. We love you. We love you. If you would do this with me right now. Would you just stand? I'd like for the worship team to come. Maybe sing that. He loves us. And sing it a little bit. And while you're standing and they're coming, I want to ask you this question. Do you need to come back to your first love, to Jesus? If you do feel like you've drifted, been distracted, I want you to do this. I want you on your own, yourself, to raise your hand and say, I've gotten distracted. I don't, 
I somehow got distracted, kind of left first love, didn't realize he loved me like he did, but now I want to love him with all my heart, my life. Just raise your hand and let it down. God, see your hand just quickly. Just raise it up and let it down. I've, I've, I've strayed and I've gotten preoccupied. I got upset. Somebody drug me in. They desired to drag me to a pit and I let them do it. But I need the love of God and I want God's love. And I want to go to Him. I want that love relationship restored. I want another honeymoon. I want another time. I want a, our relationship become deeper and connective. Just raise your hand and let it down. God sees your hand. Just raise it up and let it down. I know the Holy Ghost has hit many of us this morning. Many of us. He even hits me. Do you really think nothing happens to me when I preach? Oh, God just he pours it on me. He hits me. He deals with me. That word hits me just as much as it hits you. And I want to love him with all my heart. I am my beloved's. And my beloved is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want you all to do me this favor then. I want you to reach out to God. Reach out to Him. I'll never forget when I went to Minot, North Dakota in college. My father-in-law, or future father-in-law, we weren't married yet. Lee and I were just, I believe we were engaged. Yes, we were engaged. And he said, now Ron, anytime you want to call, you just call. Now, back then, a, a long-distance call was not cheap. It wasn't free. So I'm being a young man, being brokenhearted and in love. He had to do the mature thing to eventually tell me, Ron, you just can't, you can't do those, those calls anymore like that on charge and collect because we can't phone bill is so so big I did pay for it though I sold something sold the PA system and gave him the money but the thing is, is I needed to be in touch and, and connect with one I love the heart sick but it was so wonderful when we communicated and Lee and I communicated then he found out that it, maybe some of it was an investment to a son-in-law I don't know <laughs> But I want you to know, that's why maybe you're a little heart sick today. And you tried other ways and means and people and friends and work and stuff to try and satisfy that, that longing. But only Jesus can fill that spot. Right, right. He's the lover of your life. Only he can fill that spot. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to express your love to him and when they sing this song I want you to sing it even if you don't know the words just express your love to him and worship him and say Lord let revival start in my heart and let it first start with me returning my first love to you and I love you like I should Lord because I know that you love me God I know that you love me go ahead for me. hallelujah Love's like a hurricane, I am a tree Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy That's our testimony 
When all of a sudden I am unaware of these <laughs> afflictions eclipse my glory. He's coming in. And I realize just how beautiful you are how where your affections That's are our for with me. Him. Oh, yeah. How he loves us sensing the love of God in your heart. Oh my goodness. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this wonderful? This is priceless. You can't buy this. You can't buy it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a treasure we have in the love of God. So I want to challenge you this week to show love to those around you. Jesus said, he said, love your enemies. I'm not even going to tell you to do that, though you need to. You have to. But why don't you love your lovables around you? Start off with them that you know that love you and you love them. Express to them, if you haven't told your children in a while, I love you. Just, just you offer it up. You talk. If you haven't told your parents that, and especially most of all, if you've not been talking to your spouse and telling your husband or wife, I love you. I love you. Let the love of God begin to strengthen your relationships. Let God begin to move in a mighty way. And guys, you got five days. You got five days. That's all I can say. Just, you know, five days. 
So I'm just giving you one Friday. Friday's the red letter day. You know, Friday. Friday. And, and please don't give your wife the piece of candy that you got this morning, okay? We're not providing an excuse for you for Valentine's Day. Love one another in the Lord. I love you. I appreciate you. Go in the love of God. Let the world know that you love Jesus. And his that portion. Jesus loves them. Hallelujah. We are his portion and he is our prize. Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If his grace is an ocean, we're all singing. Heaven. the best time today man I enjoyed myself today in the presence of the Lord and I don't want any candy I'd rather have bacon <laughs> wait a minute you, you can put some chocolate on it They're selling it now for men. Have y'all seen those Valentines for men? It's it's called Real Men's Valentines. You get chocolate covered bacon delivered. It was little little video me and Rissy saw. Good job everybody. Wonderful, wonderful. So so I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> 